0: Hello, IABC Edmonton members, and
1: welcome to a recap of our latest professional development session. I'm Dana DiTomaso. I'm a partner at KickPoint. I think it's really important for everyone who's involved in communications to really understand the impact of their work. And one of the ways you measure those impacts is through analytics. So you're really gaining by starting to understand these tools and the kind of data you can get out of it.
0: Our professional development sessions are a great way to sharpen your skills and learn some new ones.
1: I think that everything that you should do should be trackable and I think that it really behooves organizations to have goals that can be tracked.
0: Sounds like a great topic. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Marvin Polis, one of the past presidents of IABC Edmonton and currently president of Stimulant Strategies and Stimulant Media Productions. I'm at the Digital Strategy Conference, which is a conference that's being put on by the Edmonton chapters of CPRS and IABC. Now, I've had the opportunity to pull aside here one of the presenters this morning. Her name is Dana DiTomaso. She's a partner at KickPoint. Dana has been talking about analytics. Dana, tell me about,
1: give me kind of a summary of your presentation today. Sure. So one of the things that I wanted to introduce to people was the idea that Google Analytics is not necessarily 100% truthful with the information that it gives you. Some stuff like sessions, percentage of new users, bounce rate, they're all influenced by things that happen with normal user behavior, as well as how your website interacts with your audience and can be misleading. And so you really need to have a grain of salt when reporting on that. And then also illustrating the ways in which you can report on your goals in a very strategic way.
0: Misleading in a big way or misleading in a little way.
1: Well, it depends. So one of the examples that I gave was bounce rate, which is one of those stats that people say, oh, well, was this bounce rate good or was this bounce rate bad? Let's say, for example, uh, you have your website and people visit the homepage and then immediately a pop-up comes up, which also counts as a second page. Then your bounce rate would be almost zero. The only people who would technically bounce would be the people who leave before the pop-up loads. So you can really game your bounce rate and make it look like it's way better than it actually is by making technical decisions that influence it.
0: What are some of the other things that you drew attention to today?
1: Uh, One of the important things is something called multi-attribution tracking. So that is when uh, the way Google Analytics tracks a conversion, it considers it last-click attribution. So I went on your website, I filled out the form, bam, and that's the entire visit. When in reality, people use websites where, I gave the example of the talk today, you got an email from IABC, you went on the IABC website, you took the link to the talk and you sent it to your boss and said, hey, would the company pay for me to go to this? The boss wrote you back and said, yeah, go for it. You clicked on the link from your email, went back to the IABC website, bought the ticket. The problem is that now you've broken the referrer chain and that original email you got from IABC gets no credit for driving the sale. Meanwhile it's what's called direct or untrackable traffic got the credit for the sale, which means that IABC doesn't actually know exactly how many people bought via email. But if you were using multi-attribution tracking, then you could see that email should get some of that credit. Essentially it's giving credit where credit is due.
0: Great. Now let's bounce up to some bigger picture questions here. Why should organizations be using analytics in the first place?
1: I think that everything that you should do should be trackable, and I think that it really behooves organizations to have goals that can be tracked. A lot of people focus on goals like awareness or you know share a voice, but those analytics don't, they don't track the analytics associated with it, or they don't actually know if what they're doing is providing any sort of value or benefit to the organization. It's throwing money at a problem, but then not measuring the result. I think it's really important to measure analytics in that way because of that.
0: Now, you mentioned Google Analytics. Are there other tools that you consider to be really bedrock? tools for analytics?
1: Uh, There's a few out there, for sure, but all of them build off of Google Analytics. So really, it's getting your data in a few systems and then making sure that those systems talk to each other. So for example, if you're a heavy user of social media, you're going to look at things like Facebook Insights or Twitter Analytics. And ideally, what you want to have is some sort of dashboarding software or something that you build yourself that takes data from Google Analytics, from Twitter, from Facebook, and mashes it all together to give you a complete look at what's actually happening in your social media, on your website, and your different audience ecosystems.
0: most of the people who are at this conference today, and the people who are indeed listening to this audio interview between the two of us, are corporate communications people. So, some of this might be a little bit of a technical challenge, shall we put it that way? Where can people actually learn about this, or? Indeed, do you recommend that people get somebody from their IT team or an external consultant to go through all of this with them and and train them on it?
1: Yeah, there's definitely resources out there. We work with organizations to help them set up their analytics. There's also a woman, Annie Cushing, who has resources on her website, as well as an analytics audit tool that you can buy and dashboarding tools uh, that you can purchase that will help you set this up. Essentially, getting the code on the website is the easy part. It's what you do with it that ends up being the part that matters. So that IT part of it is relatively tiny, compared to understanding how it is actually interacting and if the data that you're getting out of it is any good.
0: Okay, so now that I have the data, how do I present that data? And how do I ensure that it's credible?
1: Yeah, one of the things that I recommended in my talk was going back to your original goals for the organization and then seeing how those goals related to the analytics that you were going to provide. So for example, if one of your goals for the organization is to increase sales by 10% year over year, for example, what kind of data would I report on from analytics in order to illustrate that I'm meeting that goal? And knowing that that is set up in advance so that when it comes time for reporting that you've got that information that you can easily pull from a custom report, for example, in analytics.
0: And as you implied a moment ago, you really want to be be able to attribute those sales back to a certain aspect of your digital strategy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And everything in a digital strategy should be around these goals. Even something, for example, uh, let's say you're trying to improve positive awareness. You've come into an organization that has a bit of a bad rap online and you want to increase that awareness. So what does that mean? And that could be more social interactions. Maybe you need to do sentiment analysis. Maybe you are going to be measuring the kinds of things that people are downloading or engaging with or following you online or signing up for your newsletter. They're all goals and they're all trackable. You can't just say, oh, people feel better about us without backing it up with some data.
0: Wow, sentiment analysis. So you're saying that you can actually track how people feel.
1: Yeah, it's not super sophisticated yet. So, for example, if a snowboarder says, wow, that run was really sick, or somebody tweets at AHS saying, I'm really sick, obviously two different kinds of sentiment, and the software isn't smart enough to figure that out yet. But there are several different packages out there that can track sentiment analysis, and you can train it over time to learn that sick means good in one case or bad in another. Uh, But it just is a matter of getting the tool and using it and really using the data that comes out of it.
0: Okay, so there are technical tools that can analyze all kinds of things, but I think I also hear you saying that there should be some human intervention, some human judgment as well.
1: Yeah, the tools only get you so far. Just buying a tool isn't going to make you better at reporting. It's what you do with the data. And one of the things that's important to remember is that people don't pay us for data. They pay us for the insights on that data. So don't just take the tool and say, wow, look, we got X number of visits to the website. What does that mean in the greater picture of things? Fantastic. Any final thoughts? I think it's really important for everyone who's involved in communications to really understand the impact of their work. And one of the ways you measure those impacts is through analytics. So you're really gaining by starting to understand these tools and the kind of data you can get out of it.
0: Dana, where can our members and listeners learn more about KickPoint?
1: Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at KickPoint Inc. Or go to our website at KickPoint. We also have a newsletter we send out every Friday.
0: Great. Well, thank you for joining us for this interview. And good luck with the rest of the conference. Thank you very much. Thanks again for joining us for this recap of the latest IABC Edmonton professional development session. I'm your host, Marvin Polis. Be sure to join us next time.